Hello and welcome to The Pilgrim Way. My name is Norman Graham and I'm a minister in the Baptist Union of Churches in Scotland. The aim of these signposts is to try and connect the text of the Bible with our everyday lives. Well, today I want to read a few verses from 2 Peter chapter 1, uh, just verses 3 to 9. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, and to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, and to godliness, mutual affection, and to mutual affection, love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But whoever does not have them is short-sighted and blind, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Well, it seems that everyone who walks one of the Caminos in Spain develops their own set of rules for the journey. And most people's rules, so you can collate them all together, contain one or more of the following five rules. Firstly, number one, don't complain. Number two, if you find a cafe, stop for a coffee. Number three, if you find a toilet, use it. Number four, if anyone asks for anything, give it. Number five, if anyone offers you anything, take it. One pilgrim commented that rule three is basically empty as you go. But emptying as you go means that you must also fill up as you go as well. Having enough water to drink for each stage of the Via de la Plata is essential. In fact, your life could depend on it. And in fact, over the past few years, some pilgrims have died. There are often no opportunities to buy water from the start of one stage until its end. And only occasionally will you come across a fountain with drinkable water. It's always a good idea to fill up your bottle wherever you get the chance because if you take a wrong turn, you might find yourself walking for another three or four hours more than you had planned and your water could run out, which could be fatal. So not only do you have to empty as you go, you must also fill up as you go as well. Jesus offered the Samaritan women the water of life and like pilgrims on the Camino of Life, we need to come to the well again and again and be filled up and refreshed again and again. As we live for Christ by serving him and others, we find ourselves being emptied as we go along. And so we have a need of to be constantly be filled up. In Ephesians 5 and 18, the Apostle Paul gives us an example of this when he commands us not to be drunk with wine, but to be filled with the Spirit. In the original Greek, the tense suggests that having been filled with the Spirit, we are to go on, to keep on being filled with the Spirit. Without 
wishing to suggest in any way that the following list is, is a definitive or even remotely complete list, uh, I want to suggest just four things that are essential components of a faithful Christian life that lead to maturity, the necessary f- things we need to fill up on as we go on our journey of faith. The first thing is that um, we need a non-superficial knowledge and understanding of God's word. The psalmist repeatedly extolled the virtues of reading, meditating and applying the word of God into our lives. In fact, Psalm 119 is one long sermon on that very subject. I personally have always had a a difficult relationship with daily devotional books, largely because I've always found them to be low on both quality and depth. Let me assure you that reading two verses of scripture and a few thoughts on it written by someone else and with a two-line prayer at the end, whilst that is better than nothing, it will actually do very little to help you have a deep knowledge and deep understanding of God's word. The best thing to do is get a Bible reading plan and each day read the selected chapters and then journal your own thoughts on them. If you're not sure how to go about that, then you can use the SPEC study method. Uh, Some of you who are watching this might be familiar with that. For every passage that you read, ask, is there a sin to be avoided? Is there a promise or a prayer or a praise in this passage that I can reflect on? Is there an example that I need to follow or an example I need to avoid? Is there a command that I must obey? Is there knowledge here that I need to retain? Let me ask you, are you filling up with the word of God or are you just having a little sip each day? No matter what passage you read, you will always learn something you need to know and apply to your life when you take the time to read it often and read it well. Second thing you need to fill up is a consistent prayer life. It's been said that prayer is the Christian's vital breath. But what is prayer? Well, the Bible tells us best. The book of Psalms is the prayer book of the Bible. and Eugene Peterson has written that prayer is the language used in personal relation to God. It gives utterance to what we sense or want or respond to before God. God speaks to us. Our answers are our prayers. The answers are not always articulate. Silence, sighs, groaning these also constitute responses. The answers are not always positive. Anger, scepticism, curses, these are also responses. But always God is involved, whether in darkness or light, whether in faith or despair. Our habit uh, to talk about God is to talk about God, not to him. We love discussing him. The Psalms resist these discussions. They are not provided to teach us about God, but to train us in responding to him. We don't learn the Psalms until we are praying them, is what he says. Prayer is essential. And I don't mean the the quick, Lord, find me a parking space prayer. I mean setting aside time to talk to God, to listen to God to respond to God and often you you match that up with the Bible study do your Bible study and then pray your way through the passage would be a good beginning but prayer is essential 
Another thing I think that's essential to filling up is a commitment to the fellowship of the saints to be part of a worshipping community. In the West we worship individualism, but the Christian life is not a call to go alone. Rather it's a call to belong to a community, variously called the body of Christ, the fellowship of the saints, the worshipping community, but most commonly simply called the church. Through our commitment to Christ, we are committed to loving, caring, supporting, encouraging, strengthening and building up one another in the faith. It's one of the most difficult aspects of being a disciple of Jesus, actually, because the church is often not what it should be and is quite often what it should not be. The past decade has seen a significant increase in the people who have left the church hurt and wounded by spiritual abuse. The good news is that new expressions of church are developing partly in response to that shift and partly into wider cultural changes. It's good news because we need the church and we need to find an expression of church which we can be part of even if we have been hurt by the wider church. We need to be part of church to live deeply in Christ. It is his body with all its faults and failings. We can't really live a Christian life without being in community with other believers. So find something, find a group of Christians with whom you can be that. You know, the technology we have is great. You're watching this on YouTube. It's great, but it's not, we, we, we should use it when we can and take all the advantages of it but it should not be a substitute for meeting in person with other believers, sharing, caring, encouraging, equipping, praying and studying the word of God together and then ministering to one another and ministering together to the world. And lastly, that kind of brings me to the last point, a life of service for Jesus, our saving King, is essential for a mature Christian life. Service is perhaps the most overlooked aspect of Christian growth. We tend to want to wait till someone has proven themselves or gotten themselves sorted out, whatever that means, uh, before we give them opportunities to serve. But Jesus doesn't do that. He simply calls us to serve and through that service we come to know him and depend on him more and more in the power of the Holy Spirit to work in us and through us. Because when you start serving, you realise you're not up to the task. You don't have what it takes. But thank God Jesus does. And so you learn to trust on him, to lean on him, to lean in, as it were. Service is so fundamental to the Christian life that I think I can say quite with some certainty that if you are not serving, you're not following. I know that has been very difficult over the past few years with repeated social lockdowns due to COVID, but it's not impossible. And in fact, even the lockdowns have provided new opportunities, uh, new ideas, different ways of serving others. We're learning to serve people in new and different ways. And so I ask you this question, who can you encourage, strengthen and build up and bless and serve today? For me, these are the four basics of Christian growth and they all involve effort and commitment from us. 
Yes, Peter says that you've already, that God has already given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. But he also says that we must make every effort to add to our faith good, goodness and to goodness knowledge and to knowledge self-control and to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness mutual affection, to mutual affection love. He says, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. God has given us all the tools that we need, but we have to open the toolbox, lift them out, and use the tools he's given us.